This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for being with me this afternoon. We have got a wonderful guest in, in the studio with us, and I just want to encourage you honestly just to come and listen and see how you can be encouraged uh, we're really going to touch a bit of a sensitive issue but a very important and relevant um, topic this afternoon um, you know we don't really know much what's going on in our communities right, on the other side of our societies and you know there is a huge huge gap between the communications of and we just Surmise, and we just assume things are are happening over there, and bad things are happening. But we've also got Pastor Peter in Olson from Belleville South Outreach with us this afternoon, and he can also share with us some very good things that are happening as well. And they're doing all the hard work. And Pastor Peter is truly a very wonderful, devoted leader of the Belleville City Outreach, a dynamic ministry nestled in the heart of Belleville South with a calling to serve and that I know. I've known Pastor Peter for many, many years and he's truly um, very dedicated to his family and dedicated to his community. And I can tell you now, if you had to know how much work he has done with uh, very minimum resources, but totally dedicated in uplifting his uh, community. So we've got him in the studio this afternoon and we are really going to be encouraged by what he's got to share. So, but we're going to listen to something now and we hope you enjoy it and we'll chat to you straight after this. Good afternoon and how did you enjoy that lovely track? I just hope you had a good time dancing away and enjoying the music. Um, We just want to encourage you that this afternoon we're really touching something very important. I've got Pastor Peter Olson in the studio with us. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and making time for for being with us this afternoon. Good afternoon, Renette, and good afternoon, listeners. It's a pleasure for me to be here today. And as I mentioned in our introduction is that he really is dedicated and he really stands up for his community and his heart is so for the community, his community that he's serving. And yes, we are sitting with situations like we're looking at um, situations where are really dire and, you know, we keep leaving it just to certain handful of people, you know, pastors like yourself, Pastor Peter, that the only, you know, the same little handful that keeps popping up and doing the same work, but you're, you've also needing resources and needing some importation. Um, you know, we are often just surmising that just bad things happening in, in your communities. You know, what is the most, most, the biggest challenges you are having now with your youth um, and obviously there's lots of drugs and, and crime and all that. What is the main problem at the moment? Within the community that I stay in, Bible South, um, there's multiple issues that we are faced with. It is not just one specific issue. Yes. But the three major issues that we are faced with is the use of tobacco-based products. Secondly, the misuse of cannabis, thirdly, and the misuse of alcohol mm. within our community, especially amongst the youth. Um, there is there is other issues. Um, 
like premarital sex, um, STIs and STDs, that's the consequences of of premarital sex, um, teenage pregnancy, that is um, one of the uh, consequences of, of premarital sex. Mm. But then there's also other psychological issues that we are mm. faced with because of substance abuse, um, because of youngsters being born with mothers that was and, on substance mm, abuse, alcohol people so, syndromes, and that but now kind not, of just, thing. not just fe- uh, alto, not just not just alcohol fetal syndrome, but there's some new stuff that's popping up, especially moms that were on tick or they were on. Now the child was born with tick in the system, mm. and there's long term um, effects of of the substance that's in their bodies. So we're dealing with all those type of things. So our there's not just one specific issue that we are faced with was in our communities. There's just multiple issues. Mm. But it is our response to those issues that actually at the end of the day um, will address the issue or will break the cycle of those issues within our communities. Okay, now that's well well put at the moment because we at the same time we know that the communities are really struggling to and obviously unemployment is a huge thing as mm-hmm. well. And uh, you know, and that also adds to the atmosphere of of the community. So, you know, what is it that you can see that is pop- structurally coming forth in and strategies coming forth in your society right now, or is it just pretty much being left to the government to do and to? Because this is where I, I feel that we are having a huge issue: is the fact that we're not actually having much communication going out there, good and bad. You know what? Um, I've looked at the community I stay. Mm. And I've discovered that social grants that comes from government isn't really helping. There's an old proverb that says that you you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. You teach him how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. That's right. And to give somebody a handout is not really assisting. It's not a long-term It's not a solution. It's mm. not a solution to the problem. Mm. Um, I believe that within our communities, the community that I come from, the best way of dealing with the issue at this moment is to develop incubation systems where small businesses are being developed. Because the one thing that we are sitting with is we're sitting with human capital. We're sitting with so many young people that matriculated just in 2023. So some of them I don't. Some of them is looking for work. So as long as they're at home, we can train them, develop them, and get them into a position where they can um, develop something for themselves. Because I believe that as long as there's life in your body, as long as that you have a brain to think, you can be developed, you can be trained, you can be uh, uh, equipped to do something for yourself. I believe that that God has graced each and every one of us with a gift and a talent. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Genesis one twenty, I think it's Genesis which says, "I say be fruitful and multiply." And I believe fruitfulness is the ability to produce. So unless mm-hmm. you have the ability to, pro- if it, if you didn't have the ability to produce, then 
you are invalid, if I can, if I can use that yes, term. Yes. But I believe that each one or of us invalid as well. Invalid as yeah. well. <laughs> you know, but I believe thing. you are equipped. If you mm. have still have breath in your in your body, you still have the ability to function, then you can be equipped and trained to be self-sustaining. Because scripture says, "Be fruitful." Fruitfulness speaks of having the ability to produce. So I believe that that um, for for the church in this in this season. We shouldn't just preach to get the pews full. We should we should train and develop our young people to become self-sustaining, because I believe that waiting for somebody else to employ you mm-hmm. might sometimes never happen, or having the finances to go to university or to college will might never happen. What we as the church need to do is to, to develop systems that will not just be sermons to get people into church or into the pews, but to get people equipped to become contributing citizens to our communities That's and to our cities. Yes, yes, yes. So what would, you know, what would your solution, what, is, what would be the most practical um, start to something that we can communicate out there? You know, you know. I would think there would be options that we can use, um, you know, even from from our side. What can we offer to your community, and what could you possibly offer to us? As a pastor within a community that has multiple issues, one of the things that our people, according to Isaiah six, I think it's Isaiah six, that says that my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. The, the greatest resource that we as a community need at this moment is access to proper information. If I say proper information, meaning that information that will equip people to address the issues that they are facing at this present moment within mm. their communities. Let me use this as one example. Um, I've seen young people that lives in homes where granny have to look after them. Dad is not physically present or he is physically present but he's emotionally absent we have a daddy that's in the house he's financially present but he's spiritually absent now one of the things that we need is to get the proper information to fathers to take their responsibility as the church i can give them Theological information Mm. But then there's some individuals That have psychological issues So we need psychologists that is willing to come in And have a workshop on psychology Mm-hmm. And and how to deal with life's issues I can give you what the word says In regards to how to deal with life's issues But what if I've been abused as a young man What if I've been molested as a young man How do I deal with with the initial effects Of the abuse that I went through mm-hmm. What if I lived in a house where, where Mommy was drinking all the time And daddy was smoked and high all the time And I, I was abused, slapped around and belittled How do I deal with with the psychological effect of that thing. What if I am was born with substances in my system? Mm. I need a psychiatrist to assist mm. me in that regard. How to break down the, the chemical imbalances within my body. How to assist. We need those type of assistance within our it's community. It's actually very important stuff that is not available yes, ma'am. within your communities. Yes, ma'am. That is not, there isn't enough assistance in that. You know, so... For me, there would be necessary for a center of some kind yes. that you can just go and yes. tap in and and 
offer your yes, services or something like that, you know, for assessments and all kinds of uh, help that I know is not, the government isn't uh, able to mm-hmm. to meet. The thing is, the local clinics do assist in regards to psychiatry and those type of, But if you look at the population density of just my area alone, you will see that that their reach is is they are, they they too little they have too little staff for population density of of but I don't know what the percentages are of how many people they are but if you look at the size of our community and the size of our medical centers or our clinics and those type of things they don't reach all the people mm. because we see we see the issues mm. we see the effects as a ministry that's on ground level we see the effects we see the 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 effects of of drugs on our kids we see the effects of 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 youngsters going through through circumstances where there's nothing to eat at them. Mm-hmm. I know of a young girl that that every night go to sleep with a packet of noodles. She mm-hmm. she she her mom buys a, a packet of noodles every evening and that is what she eats. And at times when she pops in by us, she will eat the proper plate of food. Mm-hmm. But but how do you deal? How That's do you, a sad little trap in the. You know what I mean? So we've got a lot of different issues that we are dealing with, but we don't have all the resources to address all the issues. Of course. But as a as a ministry, I believe, and, and, as, and as a church, I believe that with the little that God has given us, we need to serve. Mm. We need to address the issues as best as we can. Mm. But if we can get the proper resources or the proper teams or proper people to come in and say, look, we will come alongside you and assist you. We will come alongside and help you. Um, then we will be able to do way more mm-hmm. to address the issues that we're facing within our communities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yes, it's very, 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 very um, uh, frustrating to actually hear this because we, you know, there must be a solution. It's got to start somewhere. And, uh, and you know, we seem to be uh, peddling, just peddling, peddling, mm-hmm. just getting past and getting by. But I'm going to take a break now because I think I would like to get on to the next phase of, you know, possibly that you've got maybe some solutions that you can give us some recommendations of how we can cross this barrier across the road because what we're doing is as well from our side, you know, from the more, you know, uh, uh, from people that aren't exposed to the communities, that we're just living in our little happy bubbles and letting life go by and thinking, okay, don't worry, that 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 area will be sort themselves out. But it's not true. We need to we need to participate. It says so in the word that we need to serve there shouldn't be, it should be equal um, uh, in interest in working with another community. So we're going to take a, a, a quick break and uh, we'll, we'll chat to you straight after this, Pastor Peter. Thank you so much so, so far. I think you've given us quite a bit of insight of what's actually going on in your area. Okay, thanks, guys. Just listen to this and we'll be with you right away. Okay, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. We've really dealing with something that I know that is really t- close to our hearts. We all want to do something and we want to know how we can participate in 
in our communities, every one of us have got something, as Pastor Peter said earlier on. Uh, he's from Belleville South, and I love seeing the work that they're all doing there. And there's many other pastors and, and organizations, MPOs. I had such an interesting uh, guest the, the other day, and uh, he's he's in, in Kailicha, and he was sharing with us the fact that the MPOs and the churches are really actually doing all the work. And, um, you know, and it's so it's encouraging to know. But at the same time, we're looking as though we're fighting a battle, just a continuous battle that just seems to be like this huge Goliath and how how we're going to chop its head off. So we need to get to know, you know, how is the little practical, small things that a person can do, bigger things that we can participate in, you know, and I I really want us to know how do we how do we bridge that connection? Because there is a huge gap. It's just not getting closer. It's actually getting further away from each other because everybody's in their own worlds and we've mm-hmm. all got struggles. You know, our country is we're living in very unprecedented and perilous times. So everybody's head and status quo is not not well <laughs> at the moment. So how do we really come alongside each other and start building our nation up from ground level? I'm going to make a statement now that might sound quite controversial. Um, Churchianity is not the solution to our community's problems. Christianity is. I'm going to say it again. Churchianity is not the solution to our community's problems, but Christianity is. Mm -hmm. The reason why I'm making that statement is that Jesus made a statement. He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now, love is a verb. It is a doing word. Mm. And if I truly love my neighbor, I will make sure that, like the book of James says, if you have two jerseys or you have two, per se, something, two pairs of pairs of shoes, and your neighbor doesn't have, give to your neighbor. Um, share with your neighbor. And I believe that um, if the church can come to a place where we we do more and preach less mm. because at times we preach to get the pews full and we're not doing more to assist the, the, the widow. We don't mm. do more to assist the orphan. We don't do more to assist. And I know this might and sound... And that unfortunately takes time. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Eh? Exactly. And it might sound very... Um, we... Hear my heart. I'm not. I'm not saying that churches ain't doing this. What I am saying is, is that we need to come to that place where we become practical in and our approach. Active. We are more active and more visible. The one thing that made the ministry of Jesus more effective or, or really impactful was that he had a ministry of presence, where he was in the streets. He was seen. He was physically there for people. And I know at times people... And he moved. He moved, he yeah. He kept on moving. He wasn't one of those um, leaders where Sunday morning was his, his point of ministry and that was it. He was literally in the streets. He was literally sitting at people's homes. He was connecting with people. He was in the streets. That's how the woman with the issue of blood could have stepped mm. in behind him and actually touched the hem of his garment. In that same manner we need to be accessible to those who need our assistance. I'm not saying that we need to over over commit ourselves, but what I am saying is is that our our people need to be equipped to be visible, because I believe that the ministry of presence have more impact 
than the ministry of preaching. The ministry of assistance and hospitality has more impact than the minister of preaching. Why? Because you actually connect with the person on the street. You connect with the person mm-hmm. that's out there. I believe that that if we can become more visible and more community orientated, even if our services, I've listened to a, a, a guy the other day, statement he made was, he said, he loved the idea of connect groups. I said, mm-hmm. why? Because he says, um, people come to my house. They actually see where I stay. They actually mm. um, bring something with for me to eat. So, so connect groups, home cells, those type of things work. I'm going to tell you why it works and because you you're in people's and, homes. And in people's homes, but you also connect with that little group of people and exactly. you see to their care. You see what they are doing, what are they need, exactly. what are their needs. So even if it's a, four or five families, you are at least servicing, loving each other, like you said, mm-hmm. your neighbors. And I loved what you said now it's about the accessibility. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, and everybody's got a gift and a talent within your congregation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a ministry should identify that love and that give, you know, that gifting so that they can go out there and do the work and equip them, mm-hmm. you know, not mm-hmm. just uh, the preaching. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's very important what you're saying. It's just that, you know, you have your couple of hours and then the community thinks they've actually done something and the preacher thinks he's done something and it's actually just. I hear you. I hear what I'm saying. It is, you know, <laughs> Not that I'm knocking anybody out there. I'm I just saying, you. you know, we've just got into this this mode, mm-hmm. this very comfortable little. This is what we how we do it, and this is how we roll. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not very. Um, it's not really getting out. It's there. not really making an impact mm. because I've been in the ministry now for full time for almost ten years. And before that, I've done some community work in Joburg. I've done some community work in in Mm -hmm. Cape Town. And I've Mm -hmm. seen that preaching reach certain people. And at times we have crusades, we have campaigns, we have outreaches, and we draw church people. And my heart is going out for those who will never come to a campaign or a crusade. My heart is going out for those who, who have gotten hurt in the church. Mm-hmm. And and I believe that when you become practical or you go down to ground level, you actually get opportunity to speak to people. You, you get to hear people's hearts. You get to connect with people. You get to take hands with people and help people up again. So I believe that that if we as a church can equip our people to actually do discipleship, mm-hmm. proper discipleship, like Jesus did, where we brought people closer to him. Um, he actually had an inner circle. If we can develop inner circles again, like with small groups, um, you can you can practically sit down and actually debate and discuss certain theological um, um, issues or, 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 or statements and stuff that, that people struggle with or issues that people are dealing with. We can mm. sit down and actually deal with what's really going on in life. Mm. Then mm. just having people sitting and listening to you where you can actually, um, like Joshua 1, it says meditate on God's word and actually uh, mutter and speak what the word says mm. and actually uh, discuss it as a as a small group. I believe that the church needs to become more practical, not mm. just in that respect, but also in finding out what people's needs are and actually meeting that needs. Mm. But before we do that, equipping people to meet their own need as well. Yes, at the same time, at the same, giving them the tools. And I think it's very important because I also find that there's, you know, this is also just something that I've observed over the years is everybody's reinventing their own wheel Mm -hmm. and they're not really coming together 
for the best of the society of society because there's so much insight and doctrines and all that. When when it comes to community work, is that it should be universal. It should mm-hmm. just the love should the love is conquers it all. You know, it's just the love for the community. And um, I think we are we we're dropping the ball a little bit in that area. And you know, but it's something else that I'd like to uh, us just to talk about as well is the fact that um, you know. Uh, I would like to see more community and and the general general public just not having this division. It should be not. It shouldn't be because in 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 at the same time, if we know more about what's going on in your area and you know more and you know who we are, it raises the 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 dignity levels and the, and the awareness and and and. Uh, for me, I would I can see an accountability between the two, you know, uh, not an ex- un- inappropriate expectations from each other, mm-hmm. but a- accountability. You know that there is some mutual love and respect mm-hmm. between uh, society, uh, the public, and the communities. So I would like us just just to uh, chat after the session now on on what is it that you would like to see as how can we try and start somewhere. Um, to bridge this gap, uh, I really feel that there needs, you know, that that love and, like you said, love my neighbour. You are my neighbour. Mm-hmm. You are my neighbour. Belleville South is my neighbour. And why do we not know anything about you? You know, and you clearly don't know anything about us. And you've got no no reach. There's no reach between the two of us. So we need to get to know how. You know, what would your suggestions be? In that, so we're going to talk about that straight after this, Pastor Peter. Thank you for your sharing. Mm-hmm. That was a, a lovely track that we listen to right now, and I just want to encourage you. You know, we have got so much happening here at Radio K Pulpit. Um, if you want to know more about us, we are on a WhatsApp group: oh eight one seven two nine one six five seven, and our Telegram is also oh eight one seven two nine one six five seven, and then we've got an SMS line, which is standard. SMS rates um, 37988 um, and then you can just press option one. If there's anything that we can help you or direct you with or pray for you, please consider contacting us. And um, also what I'd love to encourage you now, we have got an Esther conference happening on the 9th of March. This Esther Conferency, and it is with Dr. Elsa Mayer, and she is going to be sharing with us an amazing, amazing day for women at the uh, AFM Church in Goodwood. And please go and look at Quicket. You, you're welcome to go and see what the costs are, and uh, go and uh, in, and you've even got options for block booking. So go and have a look. I don't want to tell you everything. You need to go and see what's happening on our on the Quicket site. So please be encouraged. Um, come and enjoy the day with us. You'll meet many of our staff, uh, you know, our colleagues and other presenters and uh, it's just going to be a wonderful festive 
wonderful day of getting to know each other. So we've got Pastor Peter in the studio with us this afternoon, and we're really wanting to get to know our our society much better, and you know, really not have this community and and general public and all this uh, this. Putting everybody in a box—it's not—it's—it's it's not what God really actually has ordained us to, to live like. We need to cross over. He says you need to look after the poor and the needy and and the widows, and we are clearly not doing that very well from our side as the general public and the community is doing a lot of it, but also with lack of resources. So I would like us to, Pastor Peter, how do we? How, what is, what is it that you are busy with? You know, you've you've got some projections and ideas for the for. For coming up a couple of months, um, but what is it that we can also do and, and bring up the get get the communications going? Mm-hmm. One of the things that is really dear to my heart um, at the moment is young people and women. I'm going to say why well, I'm saying young people. If we're looking at um, what's happening within our communities at the moment with the misuse of tobacco products, with the hookah pipes and with the cannabis and with alcohol, alcohol and those type of things. One of the things I want to do um, is actually have a community engagement meeting in the next four to five months and see if we can get the community to come in and actually sit down and actually tell us what their experience is, what their situation, what their troubles is, and make an assessment or actually um, take some notes and find out how we as the church can be practical in our approach to address the issues that is really going on within our communities. Um, I've spoken to someone this afternoon where this lady says that she can't believe that, that cannabis is, is so widely available to youngsters within the Babel South area. Um, she also mentioned that over the weekend, her daughter was actually attacked and um, somebody robbed her and, and actually broke her nose sure. to take her cell phone from her. And and I mean, these type of things is appalling. It is really um, becoming an, an, an uh, issue for me. Pandemic. Um, yeah, and I feel I feel that as the Church of Jesus Christ, we cannot say, and I don't think it's just a Babel South issue. It's a Cryfontaine, it is a Menenberg, it is a, it's an all-over issue. Yes, yes. So That's we it. as the Church of Jesus Christ need to step up now and actually um, start listening. Um, many times you want to dictate and tell people what they're supposed to do, but we don't have all the proper information about what's really going on on ground level. Because before you can really be understood, you need to understand. So I believe for us to make an impact, we need to get um, the people in the community together and actually listen to them and then find um cooperate um, ways of addressing what our communities are going through. We mm. cannot we cannot speak down to them. We need to bring them to a place where we listen to them because when you hear them, then you can actually respond in the system. Because then you have all the proper information. According to Isaiah mm. 6, people perish because of the lack of knowledge. So I've, if I don't have the proper information or the proper knowledge, I will not be able to address the issues that young people are facing in our community. If I don't know what they're going through, I will not be able to assist them. So mm. it is time that we as the church um, start becoming more proactive. The other mm-hmm. thing I want to do at the moment as well, something that we, we're working on at the moment is to, is to find space that we can house, um, 
woman. I've, I've had an issue, or not an issue, but uh, a situation where I've heard that, that there's, there's quite a lot of kids that is growing up with, with grandma or they've been placed into foster care with, with, with someone. And even, even where they stay, things are not, not that nice. And I'm thinking is that some of our kids need a place of safety. And we're looking around at the moment to maybe buy a house or a property that is big enough that we can actually take in young girls, young boys, um, take in um, women that, that we can look after and actually serve, um, actually assist them, give them an opportunity to, to better their lives. Um, yes. Because we're looking at situations where if, if I can't do better for myself, how can I assist somebody else to do better for themselves? So one of the things we're looking at at the moment is to, is to find space, to find property, to find investors that is willing to come alongside and say, look, we're willing to assist you to assist others, to help us to help others. Mm-hmm. So I believe that, that, that it is one thing to preach to people, but it's the other thing to help people. So mm-hmm. my aim and my approach now is, is to actually practically become involved in the lives of others, to become practically involved in the lives of, of, of our communities, not just Balvo South, but the surrounding communities. Because I'm looking at, at how uh, a, a mom is on drugs, the daddy is on drugs, now granny have to look after, after X, Y, and Z. And, um, at times, granny don't have the emotional capacity mm. to, to handle this. She's 62 or 72, and she gets a sasa grant, and then she gets a foster care grant, grant. But in the house, there's four other kids as well. And, and at times, she only gets a sasa grant, baby, or the foster care grant for the one individual, for the one child, and she don't get for the other child. And now they all have to live off this one grant, or they have to live off uh, whatever handouts they can get. So I feel that if, if there's proper infrastructure or proper organizations that is able to assist and help and have the space to help, then why not? So um, we're actually working on something now to actually, actually develop something. We're looking at buying a, a property. And then if we can raise the finances to do so, then we will, we will buy the property and make sure that, that, that we house um, an assistance with, with state, uh, assist, um, Young girls, not just young girls, but but young boys, to actually have not like the normal a leverage, yeah, a leverage to go yeah, forward. Yeah, but that's the no, like the normal children's home, not not no, that type we, of. I thing. do. Yes, we're not going to. We're not wanting shelters and all yeah, that. Yeah, not we're the shelter a, type of thing. It must be a house of restoration. A house where where young people will feel that they at home. They yes. at, they they've arrived at home. Um, they actually have a mommy and a daddy, somebody that a house mother that's there, uh, a house daddy that's there that will look after them, that and will make care sure for them. they go to school. Yeah. It will be a place of restoration. Yes. And, you know, because that is a very important what you're sharing now because we are not, we, you know, we, we keep wanting to, again, put people in boxes. Oh, that's a shelter and that's a, that's a rehab and that's a, you know, we, it should be homes of restoration and re-establish, re, resetting uh, people's lives so that they can make better decisions for themselves and that we can coach those children and those people 
to actually go and make better choices for themselves, but in a safe environment, mm -hmm. you know. So I think it's very important what you are sharing now. And, um, yes, uh, we just want to encourage you out there. You know, there are really good ideas there and God ideas because I really believe that's what God wants us to do in these late, you know, in these times is now it's time for salvation, people to come into under the covering of, 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 you know, of human rights and a humanitarian status needs to be reestablished. And we seem to have got that behind, you know, lost it by saying, oh, no, that's a delinquent. He needs to go to um, some you know, juvenile mm -hmm. setup, and that is not what what we wanted to create. We wanted to create a, a healed and whole um, society that is not going to be standing with their hands in uh, you know folded and waiting for another bowl of fruit in thirty years' time again. Still, you know that they have not gone forward. So, Pastor Peter, I really, really am. Honestly, really excited about what you've got ideas of. So, just uh, finish off and uh, just let us know what what uh, the way forward, and um, how can they get hold of you? How can we communicate with you? We actually, um, I've spoken to another pastor um, that's also a psychiatrist, uh, Pastor Leonard Aronsa, um yesterday. And we're actually going to look at the... At Just a, give him, I, I, you have to mention him because I really think he's got so much to offer because, you know, he works in, you know, with, with addictions and forensic mm -hmm. addictions and, and criminology. So we actually, me and him, we're actually going to go look at a house um, in the week um, that is vacant at the moment. Um, the lady that owns the property actually wants to... Let us um, use it for that for that purpose. So we trust in God now, just for just for to get her to give us the, the the deed of sales. But what we also wanted to do is we also approach some of the guys that that is in 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 the same field as he is as Pastor Aaron's is in. He's he's a psychiatrist, um, a forensic psychiatrist. We've approached a couple of other other people in that field as well, um, just to find out what uh, how they can get involved in assisting us to assist others. So we might we might kick this thing off in in the in the next few months by faith we believe like uh, Hebrews eleven verse two says in accordance to their faith the elders obtained a good mm, report so maybe. we believe that by faith we will obtain the property that we need by faith we believe that we will have the finances to 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 run the property yes. we will have the the proper finances the proper certifications to actually uh, open up the facility and actually run it uh, according to what state wants us to do and how they expect us but based on what the word of god says first and so so i believe that if we have your prayer we have your support because we, there's so many i've had i've had situations over the 3 months where i've seen how how drugs affects young people's lives, especially mm -hmm. in my community how I've sat at hospitals with mommies where they are busy dying because of substance abuse and how their bodies are busy dying and they but in if we are using my own finances to actually drive this lady to the hospital, mm -hmm. housing her daughter for months in my house, making sure that she has food, making sure she has clothes, making sure she's just looked after. So I believe that, that if we have the support, if we have the assistance, we can do more. I don't believe in, yeah. in, in, in just, in just, um, 
talking the talk. I believe in walking the walk, doing the thing. Yes. So I'm I'm, I'm 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 the senior pastor of Babel City Outreach. If you want to get hold of me, my cell phone number is oh six one four five two five six eight. My email address is Babel City Outreach at outlook.com. So you can email me. You can even check out our our webpage. Um, we have a webpage called Babel City Outreach. Just Google it. You'll find it on the. Um, even you can look at our Facebook pages. Um, it is also Babel City Outreach. So make contact if you if you want to assist, if you want to become involved in addressing the the issues that we have in our communities. Please please connect with us, help us, assist us to assist others. I believe if you enable me, I will be able to enable someone someone else. So if you empower me, I can empower someone else. So without I be, I don't believe that 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 in the we we. No individual are able to do everything on his own. Mm-hmm. We need assistance. We need help. So my request and my cry today is, is that if you're out there and you're in the financial capacity to assist, just to help, even just to buy food um, mm-hmm. that we can then use to redistribute or, or to even assist. just offer the, you know, even if it is just your services, you know, whatever you've got to offer. Yes. You know, yes. if there's any expertise that we've also got, that is also very lacking at the moment. Is that there's things that we can offer with. Even if it's our own time and our own uh, yes, experiences, yes. that is needed qualities. So, yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Pastor Peter, for all the work and the wonderful things that you are doing at the moment. Um, and may the Lord just continuously use you mightily in your community, and let us see what we can do as a society to build this nation from the bottom up again and get it back on track and uh, may the Lord just continuously blessing you and provide for you and protect you and your ministry and that you go upwards and forwards and from glory to glory and from strength to strength from this day onwards. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, family and friends out there. Be safe. Stick to the rules. And then we will see you next week. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.